You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 93rd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim Hayes coming at you from Pensacola, Florida. Hey, this Woo! is Matt, uh, little guy in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And of course, this is Spencer Howe in Boston, Massachusetts. Tim, what are you doing in Pensacola? Well, guys, I am on the ground and I am uh, doing everything I can to... I'm doing everything that I can to... Are you uh, Are you uh, making a run for the border? Are you leaving Florida no, right now? Th- no, but there's a... <laughs> you should there's be. A, no, there's a bum outside my window of my car. Hold on a second. <laughs> no, I, I have nothing. <coughs> so anyways, guys. Don't I'm lie to him, lovely Tim. Pensacola, Man. Florida. Right it sounds now. like a great place. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm outside of Stephen Hyde's... Um, favorite hangout in town mm-hmm. and um it's the vegan punk bar in downtown called sluggos where he is a popular figure heard lots of stories um okay. you know really trying to i'm in town to get the feeling of Stephen hyde because crosshairs radio did a really good interview with uh, a really great interview with Stephen hyde and uh you know i just wanted to learn more about this guy learn more about the future of american cyclocross the top right. placed american at the world championships there, I said it. Is um, <laughs> is the vibe at Sluggo's kind of like the vibe in Gainesville? Like a lot of a lot of crusty punks wintering down there, seasonal. Yeah, snowbird. Yes, punks? definitely a lot of seasonal uh, <laughs> punks down here, just kind of hanging out. Lots yeah. of dogs. I feel bad for um, that are uh, a lot of blue healers outside. Yep, locked so. outside. <laughs> cool. Um, that's cool. But do you like? Have you got anything to eat there? Stephen Hyde's recommendation. Uh, I had a I had some barbecue Satan or Satan. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? Oh, what do you your your, your, research, your research is going pretty deep there, Tim. I'm impressed. Yeah. I know. Like I even, hey guys, I even had some carrot sticks. Whoa, the, the only vegetable. <laughs> Holy shit! The only problem you really are I deep undercover. Yeah, the only problem I'm seeing with this is that you mentioned you were in your car and you didn't hop a train to get there. But uh, other than uh, that, yeah. nailing cred- it. And I, did, and I didn't give the. And I didn't give the bum 25 cents that just uh, knocked on my window in the middle of recording. Well, yeah, no, does that see, man know? Don't you have your red light on? Proper etiquette would be to not give him any money, but to give him a cigarette instead. All right. All right. Good that's, point. That's, yeah. Hey, guys. We can talk all we want about Stephen Hyde. Maybe I'll sprinkle in some uh, knowledge I have uh, since learned. Some but, tidbits. Uh, I like people it. People come here for not only professional cycling knowledge and expertise but also for expertise in normal cycling situations and the first thing we want to say is that people asked us to critique the women's professional cycling kits because we did give uh you know a lots of time airtime to the men's and we are going to be doing that on the next episode of the podcast there's a great website that has the entire listing and a um Mm -hmm. a survey uh prowomencycling.com yep 
And uh, so we will be getting to that when, uh, and when, when we are, comes. we're going to, so we're very excited. I'm just going to say, we're going to get deep into that because right now silence uh, pro cycling is leading that survey. And that is like pretty much the worst kid out there. So that's all we'll give you for now. But uh, look for that next week. Silence. There are some pretty cool kits out there. So, you know, we're, we're pretty excited. So we will be doing that. And Spencer, speaking yeah. of kits, though, there is one situation. Our, I don't want to say friends because we don't know who they are. And they do go to the University of Michigan. Have mm. hit us up on email at the slowridepodcast at gmail.com. They wanted to give us a shout out. So um, give a shout out to, I think it's uh, the Twitter handles at U of Michigan State cycling um very important uh uh university there much very. better than that university of michigan um team yeah so <laughs> spencer what was the uh what was the question from michigan state uh cycling well yeah we got uh we got an interesting one and uh you know it's something that i'm sure we're we're all near and dear to our hearts here uh with kit design um, so the the Michigan cycling team, they have a, a dilemma <clears throat> where they're trying to design their 2017 kit. Uh, and they said their kit, you know, doesn't stray too much away from the classic uh, yellow and blue block M Michigan look. Um, oh, we're talking about Michigan, not Michigan State. How about I get it mixed up all the time. My fault. Yeah. I'll just have to fix that in post for you so you don't sound like a fool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So anyway, uh, so they say, while we respect the tradition and simplicity of this look, we tire of buying what is essentially the same kit year after year. Um, so knowing that, uh, that we are true kit design uh, aficionados, uh, they're looking for suggestions of what they could do to, you know, I've stand, already out, got stand out in the collegiate crowd, I guess. So this has already been done before. The University Standing of out. Florida. Yeah, yeah. Because the University of Florida has their classic blue and orange, and usually it's an F for the Gators. Yeah. Or, you know, like the Florida Gators or whatever. So they went the route, and this is when friend of the podcast Ryan Fisher was involved with the team and Rick Bunning and Lavin Hagen, that they, they went all out and did um, a mixture of kits. They've done Argyle. They have done Paisley with done. little Gator heads. And they switched it up every year that it was so unique to the point that every year someone wanted to buy the kit that it became the unique kit in the Peloton um, rather than being a, uh, you know, the same kit every year. So they just went all out and switched it up. So so University of Michigan Cycling, what I would say, um, don't copy University of Florida because they're a far superior team. And also they did such a great job of supporting their local bike shop <clears throat> that uh, – it should be noted that if you're going to do the University of Michigan, what you should do is just do horizontal stripes of blue and yellow all the way from the bottom of the shorts to the top. No. It will look great. be a little bit stupid. like a bumblebee. Horizontal? Oh, oh no. horizontal. Um, it's okay. slimming. It's, it's fantastic. Okay. It's not very slimming. Okay. <laughs> hey, for I, University see, of Michigan, it is. Here's, here's what I'm thinking, <laughs> Tim. And, and maybe you guys remember. Do you guys remember the fish? The fish the, oh, my God. I can't say it. The fish jersey from the Volta a few years ago. Oh, yeah. The oh, Sprinter's yeah. lead jersey. Yeah. It's, it was yeah. like a yellowish jersey with little fish or whatever on it. They can do kind of a feeling of the fish where they have a yellow jersey and then a whole bunch of little M's floating all over it. Lots of little oh. small M's like little fish all over the jersey. 
And then you can just do the uh, the dark the dark shorts with the nice M on the side. Nice what about, and classy, nice and simple, nice and fishy. Okay. What about instead of fishes, wolverines? See, that was, Is that their that mascot? Was the, <laughs> that was the only direction I could go in my brain was like wolverines. And then I was like, oh, you could just license Wolverine from Marvel and, or DC or whatever it is. Yeah, that and, should be cheap, right? Yeah, and it should be fine. Well, but that would be borderline primal wear jersey, though. Like if you had like, a, uh, like a Wolverine with like slashing. Or uh, it could be like, but, what about that? It yeah. could be the Wolverine slashing the M. So like it's actually like skin toned in little pieces oh, where the, uh, the jersey's been ripped. Yeah. That happens, isn't that like what they're... I feel like that's a, a look that some other uh, sport. Well, see, this that brings up a, an interesting thing, Tim. Is like the primal jerseys we're referring to, you know, of the the mechanical armored frog and like these classic stupid jerseys that they had that were like, you know, various jungle animals in in really ridiculous scenes um, that were supposed to be tough and cool. And they were. they kind of they kind of died out in the mid two thousands when you know. I don't know, people figured it out that there were other jerseys they could buy. Is it time for a comeback? Is oh. that is it oh. is it been long enough that you can throw back to that oh. era? Like tongue is. in cheek. Unfortunately, you know, I bet as it is. A, I may be a little bit biased here, and you may think that my bias would say no, it is not time for a comeback. <laughs> but it may be time for a comeback. I would um, think you're saying that because you probably have like a frogman primal jersey in your in your like at the bottom of the pile and you've been you've been worried about bringing it out and you're just trying to find a way to justify it to bring it this back. Is, this idea has legs, Spencer. So it does. Actually, it's got two legs. Here's what I put out there. You guys can you guys can second this idea and then uh, table this discussion. I say that the three of us um, provide on Twitter a few primal wear jersey designs uh-huh. that the University of Michigan can then adopt for their team. Just throw a couple of little logos on there. It's not like any of those college kids are going to spend money any, anyway. I mean, see, well, see, I'm are, thinking right now. Spend their parents' money. Off, <laughs> off the bat, I'm thinking tuxedo look jersey. Oh, so that's terrible. that's bursting that's open. No, 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 no. That's bursting open with a Wolverine, an actual animal of the Wolverine coming out, not the Marvel character. So a Wolverine and bursting through a tuxedo. Bursting through, the Wolverine like was out wearing of your the chest. Tuxedo? No, no. Wait, no, bursting no out. Was, it a, was it a bunch of Wolverines stacked on top of each other? It so could be, it like could be several Wolverines, yes. <laughs> that could be good. Several yeah. Wolverines bursting out through the tuxedo shirt along with a lot of confetti and like rainbows and things. That is that is my suggestion. So, wait, and you want probably the jersey on there to look like like at a football game when they put up that big paper wall and then the yes. team bursts <laughs> through it. You want yeah. the jersey to basically be the wall mid burst. Yes, except yeah, instead of football players, it'll be Wolverines, Wolverines popping that's, through. Yeah, no, obviously. And the tuxedo will be navy, and the shirt, the tuxedo shirt, will be yellow. It'll be perfect. Uh, it's gonna be great. Fan, fantastic. I, hey, I think that's it gonna be good. busy. I don't know how you're gonna pull that off. I like oh, it. Well, see, I'm going to turn it down. It'll just have it'll just have black shorts, so it'll be fine. Oh, so yeah. Well, there you go. Then see, is that the so is that the rule we're going to stand by that like the jersey could have a hundred million things happening on it, but as long as it has black shorts, like the whole design is cohesive yeah. and it's, it's pretty traditional. Yeah, yeah. you know the problem <laughs> with this jersey, Spencer, yes. which is pro- 
the problem with this jersey is do you buy it do you make it in club cut or do you just in race cut because i feel well, that like university of michigan cycling at um cycling twitter i'm assuming they could at uh, m, m cycling at m at cycling. m cycling uh on twitter they could they could make a lot of money if they make that jersey that you, you just described in club cut mm-hmm. i mean that's got ms150 written all do you over think it. they i think they only probably make them in club cut i mean this is a this is a university cycling team i don't think it's like all cat ones here i'm pretty sure it's all all levels they're probably just making the one cut yeah, you know Little, little of this, little of that. You know, Rook, that's Rook up to them. Wrong, Michigan. I, I don't know. I don't need but... to solve those problems for them. <laughs> but no, we there do. You go. We, we need to get. We, they wanted us to not only help with the design; they wanted us to literally get the order placed. So we've got to okay. we've got to bang this out tonight. Are we doing arm warmers? So, are we doing? Yeah, okay, we, are we doing the fleece ones? Because we got to get five, and Steve doesn't want them. Steve. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, he's got the I same ones he's had for three years, and he won't get rid of them, and he never orders the new set. They're always falling down on his little you know, arms. I will say this, that university cycling teams have to be the worst sponsorship opportunity for any bike shop in the world. So maybe UM Cycling um, is uh, or M Cycling can prove me wrong, but yeah. man, dealing with a bunch of college kids that have no money... Where daddy's credit card is like, hey, buy a Orbea online for, you know, dirt cheap. You know, it's kind of, there's what? not much else you can really do. Did they tell us what their what their shop is? I'm sure there's a probably there's well, probably some pretty cool shops in what they're in Ann Arbor. There's a right? ton of cool shops in Michigan. I'm yeah. sure there's some great shops in Ann Arbor. That's not the point. It's just that <laughs> I don't know how important it is to have the sponsors on this jersey. Oh, oh, like these there's going to be too many to Wolverines anyway. and confetti for there yeah, to be any like, sponsors. From their last jersey, it doesn't look like they really had any sponsors on their jersey. <laughs> it just has that's, an M on it. Yeah. Which that's I fine. like. I got to say, I like it, being that my name's Matt. It's just like a big Matt jersey. <laughs> um, it just says Matt. I mean, it's just, it's just Matt. I got to say, you know, even the classic uh, Michigan kit that they sent us here is much classier than the, uh, the University of Minnesota kit, which I'm used to seeing. Yeah. Um, it's we true. are in that uh, North Central Collegiate Division up there, where you don't see any other teams aside from the U uh, University of Minnesota because nobody's going to travel all the way up there. Yeah, nobody's. So it's kind of sad. You get thirteen you seen U of M kids racing each other. <laughs> well, I think Wisconsin's a in a different cycling? conference. Are they really? in a different conference? Okay, because I've never Cause... seen them. This is Eric Saunders. You're listening to the Slow Life Podcast. Okay, so guys, we can talk about collegiate cycling, but that only affects like 10 to 15 people. We need to talk about um, (laughs) USA cycling. And as I still do not have a team for this Mm -hmm. year, I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to think of joining a team. And this actually goes hand in hand with a question that we got uh, on Twitter, direct message to us from uh, Matt Watts. By the way, Mm -hmm. one of the coolest last names for cyclists possible. And uh, Spencer, what was the question? So, yeah, so Matt sent us a question. He's also uh, kind of in the same boat that you are, Tim, it sounds like, um, where he – 
you know, is is starting to consider his team options, and it uh, looks like he's actually starting to consider starting his own team. Uh, and he's wondering, he's wondering, <laughs> yeah. So he's wondering if we had any advice, um, you know, that we could give him starting a new team uh, and, and mentoring any any processes that uh, that we could help him along. Uh, what what sort of pitfalls is he going to run into uh, that he might not know about? And um, yeah, says he's uh, he's all set to be a giver in the future, but he's going to continue to be a taker for this year. So. So I want to preface this that I do know Matt. Uh, Matt's a great guy, and that is an important thing to know when starting a team. So that's true. They're a great just, person. So I want to let you know that that he is the, an individual that that is responsible and can actually pull this off. So I was thinking about lots of like ridiculous suggestions, like you know, shop the team around to a bunch of different shops and to see who would give you the most ridiculous discount possible for the least amount of work. Right. Like things like yeah. that. And uh, then, you know, he's he's not that he's very responsible. Like he's going to have a, a plan and follow through with it. So he's not going to take advantage of shops. So we actually have to give some good advice. And the mm. first advice I would say is give everybody on your team zero influence on what happens, meaning that it is your team, Matt Watts. You decide everything about that team from the kit design to how races are paid for. Like, if you get hmm. the money, you get to decide what happens. Too many cooks in the kitchen totally ruin USA Cycling. Now, see, you're going to start is... out right out with just saying dictatorship. Yes, absolutely. See, and that's they, the like... problem where we ran into early on uh, with Little Guy Racing, the team we started in uh, in Minnesota was that we were a uh, direct democracy where everybody had a vote. Um, the entire team had to unanimously vote everything in. And boy, that worked really well for a little while. And then it just went straight to hell. Um, and it was a mess uh, sorting that out. So, yeah. But this, but this is coming. So, I mean, this, I mean, Spencer, I don't know what your excuse is. You're in, you're in Massachusetts. But this is coming from, from Tim in Florida. I, that makes sense. Yeah, I I kind of understand, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna disagree with both of you. Though I didn't give a shit to show up to any of those freaking meetings or. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait. So so little guy, like you're saying, if you would have showed up, you should have had a voice in the team that was named after you. <coughs> That's what I'm saying. I showed up to a couple of those meetings early on, but we had too many meetings. We had more meetings than rides, I think, for a while there. Yeah, yeah that's that's next piece so, of advice. Have a consistent ride. Have a ride that then you can take ownership. Like hey, every Wednesday night, we're doing a ride at 6 p.m. from our shop, and just yep. stick to it. And then eventually, and people will. It come happens. That, yeah. Yeah, it happens regardless. If it's raining, if it's not raining, if there's one person there, if there's ten people there, you know, it's always going to be consistent, and it's always going to happen. That will help build that team camaraderie uh, that you need. Yeah, um, rides so. on meetings. That's, that's I, my platform. Yeah, I don't think you need a dictatorship, but you definitely need, uh, uh, you know, three people or so that are kind of the governing body of the team that are going to kind of make sure things happen. Um, sort of like everybody a, else be takers. Like oligarchy, sort of, sort of a Russian thing. Sure. <laughs> okay. With more, with then, extra cocaine. Yeah. Um, that's a good plan. That's what we can. Yeah. Now the biggest. The biggest thing that I can give 
any team, and this is a brand new team or an existing team, the biggest thing that I learned running that team and being the kit designer and everything that I did um, was, for the love of God, do yourself a favor and sign your sponsors up for two-year contracts, like right out of the gate, right out of the gate, two-year contracts, because then you won't have to deal with uh, them, you know, disappearing the next year and having to change the kit. And that ties in really well with then you design your kit in two-year blocks. It's going to be the same for two seasons. So you can buy, you know, your winter jacket and not figure you're going to have to buy another $200 winter jacket next winter when your previous one still works fine, but it just is no longer the new kit. So do do everyone a favor. Everyone's going to love you. They're going to save money. They're going to be happy. You're going to look great for two years, and then all your sponsors can change, and you can change the kit, you do know, whatever you want. Spencer, so. another great idea. If you get a bar, let's say, or a business that uh-huh. maybe drinks a lot when they commit to the money that they're going to give you for the team, uh-huh. make sure that you actually get the money from them before you plaster yes. everything all over the jersey. And That's a weird really concept. Celebrate. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure That's you have that money idea. in your hand. <laughs> yeah. So get huh. the money before, you know, the local bar is your, uh, you know, yeah, but this all said, these are these are some pitfalls we ran into. But we started that team. We had about mm, what fifteen or so people on it the first year. Oh, um, we had I'm great looking kits. Yet. We ran into yeah, a few on. things, but uh, we did the that. Kits weren't that great. We did that with it. Well, they got better every year, as you know. They got whatever. better. But the silver. We, okay. Anyways, we but... were able to do that with only five hundred dollars <laughs> coming in in sponsorship, actual money. Yes. So. It's possible to do on a very shoestring budget, so don't uh, don't let your lack of finding sponsors get you down. Now just... let's talk real quick. I I just want to guys like I mean I know we're up against time crunch because Stephen Hyde uh, may show up at any moment here into Sluggos, and I have to roll out in a little bit. Uh-huh. But that being said, don't let too many people onto your team. Like max ten people. As soon as you cross ten, they could all be great people. You start to lose the focus and the um, desire of a lot of people on that team. A lot of people are going to start being like, oh, maybe they're not showing up to different meetings or they're just taking advantage of the sponsorships and they're not holding their end of the bargain. I think that's very important. That's true. Yeah. I mean, sure. I would I would give it a bigger number than 10, but, you know, keep it reasonable. Yeah, for sure. Like for us, uh, after our direct democracy fell apart, we uh, we had a four-person <laughs> Four-person committee that kind of uh, made the decisions. And, I like to call uh, it the, the was it the the junta. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but once we got over twenty-five people, it really did get hard to manage. Um, so you don't want to you don't want to bite off more than you can chew. That's for sure. But you probably won't um, have that problem right out of the gate. So. Before we wrap it up, guys, um, and little guy, you brought this up the other day, and we're, we're going to have a full report of uh, you know various things going on in the world of cycling, continue on, but um, we were very excited about uh, team training camp that's uh, been happening, especially in the Middle East. Uh, do you care mm-hmm. to elaborate, uh, give a taste of the future episode of the Soul Ride podcast? <laughs> this, this whole episode is like a promo for next week's episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I just think it's nice since we all kind of decided we didn't think the season really started until uh, Het Volk, which doesn't even happen. It sort of half happens. That um, they're doing so many nice training camps. It's mm-hmm. so nice that the pro tour teams have invited some of the like like the kids from the younger grades, like the skydive Abu Dhabi team and stuff to like come hang out a little bit uh-huh. and do some of these training camps with them. Um, yeah, it's also I mean, nice that they, that they award winners at the training camps. Like everybody gets every most night, improved like, couple yeah. of people get a medal. Yeah. Like fastest on this day of training. Um, I like that. Like really a fun. guy, the most consistent fast guy in a, uh, in the training camp. So like Cavendish went in the, uh, town line sprints on consecutive yeah. days. That's uh, how they are. Gets, is gets to win training spins. camp. Like he, yeah. like he wins a training camp um, I, because the, those Middle East races, or I mean, sorry, the training camps, crowds, not so much. I mean, it no. kind of looks like it's just uh, team uh, staff members on this on the uh, finish line there. Yeah, uh, they really are glorified stuff. training camps. Though, like, there's been some races in France and in, in, in Spain with few people on the side of the road, few in Italy. It does seem like all so far this year, all the usual suspects are fast. There hasn't been a lot of like weird left field guys, you know. All the regular dudes are fast. Cavendish is fast. Christoph is fast. Boston Hogan, Cancelera, like they're all winning. The big surprise is that that Cavendish is up there in these uh, in these mixed uh, team training camp uh, townline sprints. That uh, you know, people were unsure if Dimension Data was going to be able to, yeah. you know, get him to where he needed to be. And uh, he's always know. up there. I'm not surprised that he's up there. You know, I Seriously think that uh, you know maybe Cavendish will kind of morph into a uh, Robbie McEwen, kind of become like you know only depending on Tyler Farrar to get him into the fifth wheel. Before, yeah, um, before it's very interesting. Top before our favorite top knot dis- dis- disappears and Cavendish holds on to uh, Sagan's wheel to launch himself into the Jeez, victory. I mean, Tim, that's like some deep a, analysis. From really you. good analysis, Tim. Where did you come up with this? I, I uh, think you you're know? just making it up or you stole it from Spencer hey. from when you guys talked earlier or something. Yeah, maybe, um, man, I feel like maybe, maybe you've maybe, listened to this very episode, podcast a few episodes ago. Maybe it was episode 87 or whatever uh-huh. uh, we're at. Uh, <laughs> Did you did you guys see the the like tweet thing about like Cavendish stopping and he fixed somebody's flat tire yesterday? I did see that. That, that made me serious. No, it yeah, made like, me feel like he wait, has a heart. Is this a, yeah. is, is this a for real? Like he stopped or this is this for real? Like a there's like play? no, there's like pictures. Play? There's like pictures of him fixing oh, a tire, and there's the, like tweets the between his. Just happened to be there. Like oh, it was totally rigged and staged. Tim, I don't know if you know this, but everybody has a camera with them twenty four hours a day now. <laughs> little guy's okay, informing okay. Tim about technology. That's what's happening right um, now for well, the listeners to keep up. I don't know. Maybe it was staged. <laughs> Who the hell knows? I don't think so. I, it, it seemed like a uh, like a you know whatever. And even if it was, it's a good thing to to remind people that they can do if they see somebody <laughs> with a flat tire. You say, "Oh hey, do you got everything you need?" And if My they don't, give them your two. Tire fixes. <laughs> I, I man, that that gained some points. That's like the ultimate wave, right? Like, if you're willing to wave. stop on the side of the road to like help someone fix a flat, that's way better than waving. It that is means you actually it care. Better. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he cares. Well, Cavendish cares, and that's that's the new dimension data marketing promo. Cavendish cares. Cavendish cares. That's a pretty good I like one. It. 
It's really uh-huh. good, and they make they got kind of like little teddy bears, but they're little Mark Cavendishes. They're almost as hairy as teddy bears, and they're little squishy little <laughs> Mark Cavendishes you can squeeze in your bed. My Cavendish cares. Can you Watch get the TV accessory uh, the accessory eyeglasses to put on? Yeah, when you want them to look Ca- a little more casual smart. Casual or racing, casual <laughs> or racing. You put it on. Otherwise, when you take the eyeglasses out, he tucks arrow, and when you put the eyeglasses on, he kind of like relaxes, and you're like. Oh, he right. doesn't look like a bike racer. Take those glasses off. Boom, arrow tuck. Do you guys think it's funny? I had never thought of this till now. Cavendish and Farrar are the least bike racer looking bike racers in the Peloton. Like, like they're That's... they're both fast dudes. But if you see them not in kit, they are the two guys that you're like that guy. That well, guy yeah. has been I mean, eating donuts all day. Both of them got, are the, got softest... the sandals and the cut off uh, cargo shorts and yeah. the. Uh, and they're, they're like both drug rug with the hood. They're like, Guys, at the- think of other dudes. Think of like Kristoff, like other fast dudes that like are like cut. Like mm. they don't look like they have any fat on. They're just like ripped. And like Cavendish and Ferrar always like look a little doughy. And I feel like that's part of their magic is they like the other racers probably look at him mid race and they're like, ah, Ferrar's out of shape. And then suddenly he's there at the end of the race and they're like, how did he do that? He was eating a donut at the team car. I know it. Mm-hmm. So. Guys, did you see? <laughs> I we agree now that Tyler Farrar is our favorite racer for the road this season, right? Collectively, yeah. the three of us are just all. I, Tyler I told you. Where did you come hand. up with this idea? No, no, Jeez. no. Like the three this of us, like, we're, we're Spencer. We're in complete agreement that this guy is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're all about the gummy bear. I know. I kind of from like a. You know, I like picked him to bear. win worlds. <laughs> I know, I know, but like I'm with that you. Wasn't that wasn't real, though. You were that, made, that is, wasn't like a real. Prediction. That was okay. real, and he that made was the not move. a real prediction. Like, this is, I thought this I was going to win. This is not saying like, ooh, <laughs> T.J. Van Garderen's our favorite. Like, this is a legit. We have all a no, man crush yeah. on Tyler Ferrar. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. He's so. That being said. People can listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, where they can also leave reviews. And we do have two new reviews this week, guys. Real quick. <laughs> okay. ETA says, great banter on cycling, nothing too self-serious. Good for those commutes when you're still a little groggy and need a laugh. Uh, thanks for the five-star review. But the awesome. big one comes from M Cycling. See, these guys are good. Not only do they email us, but they leave us a five-star review. Yeah, butter nice. us up. And they That's say, the way to get to talk about your say, shit. Five-star stuff. review. Fat bike pursuit. You heard it here first. If you've always dreamed of eavesdropping on a bike-related conversation between a manic Cosmo Catalano, Tim, super rookie Hayes, okay. and Badger from Breaking Away, Spencer, Ooh, then, talk Badger. Your, then talk to your doctor about listening to the Slow Ride podcast. There is, of <laughs> course, the third host, the little guy. But identifying his vocal doppelganger is a more challenging feat, perhaps Ooh. best left to be undertaken by the hosts yeah. themselves on a future episode. So, mm. little guy, I do not have a vocal doppelganger for you because... I don't have one for me either. I don't know. That's nice. I'm glad that I'm mysterious. Um, <laughs> you you are a mysterious man. Who's, which one was Badger from Breaking Away? Is he the little dude that's always lifting weights or is he, is he shirtless Quaid? <laughs> Do you guys remember? I don't remember. I, I or is he the other them. guy? But I guess there's another guy too. There's four of them. There's, there's the... four of them. So there's Dave Stoller, right? That's the guy that's the fast one shaving his legs. See, yeah. that's got to mm-hmm. be Spencer because of the girls. Like, like that would be Spencer's whole thing. Is like, ooh, I'm gonna learn a new language for the they, they, they they didn't make that equation. They're saying he's either shirtless Dennis Quaid, who's acting tough. He's little he's guy that's badger. lifting weights. I think or that's he's, the um, guy. The, I think that. 
I think the Home the Alone guy. He's the he's the he's the Home Alone Stern? guy, right? Wasn't so you're gonna have to Google this r- right now, little guy. But I'm pretty sure that that's the little. Um, I said, I think that that's the the little guy. I think that's the Badger. With right. the long I like hair that. That like gets married at sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had quite uh, we had quite the Twitter activity. Even David Guttenplan, um, even David Guttenplan, got involved and said, "Holy Haha, crap!" In response to comments about the uh, wide-angle podiums with podium bikes that have proliferated in Florida, he goes, "Haha, yep, Florida decided we represent our bike and all our sponsors better the more guys on the podium." And he is notorious for having his team bring up podium bikes. I, in fact, blame David Guttenplan for starting half of this podium bike fat. Um, which he used to be on Time U23 development, and that should have been where he learned against that kind of thing. So we're going to have to talk to Eric Saunders about that. All right, mm-hmm. wait, all right, hold on. A breaking Away update. Did they really say Breaking Away? Because there's no character named Badger on Breaking Away. There's Dave, there's Mike, which is Dennis Quaid, there's Cyril, which is <laughs> Daniel Stern, and then there's Moocher, which is the little <laughs> dude, played Spencer's by Jackie Moocher. Earl Haley. He's got to be Moocher. Maybe that's what he was thinking. There's no, there's no, yeah, there's no, there's like characters that are just stone cutter. Most of the other characters are just stone cutters. Yeah, there you go. Blonde guy. Hey, Michael DeRoche hits us up and says, oh my God, the Slow Ride podcast, the ability to throw a water bottle at other riders on the Zwift app would be the best thing ever. Subscriber for life. See, there you go. That's the kind of thing people come here for. Yeah. Has that happened yet? Is that I haven't been no, but, the Zwift uh, yet? We Have had you a been? couple people. We had a couple people tweet us, little guy, that uh, Andre Greipel has been showing up on Zwift and uh, oh, what's throwing the hammer these, down. What's with all these pros showing up on on? What, aren't they supposed well, to be outside? He couldn't make it to the uh, mixed team training camp down in uh, down in Qatar. So you know. Oh man! What are you gonna do? You gotta get on the Zwift. You're in Germany. The weather probably sucks. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, I guess when he's back in Germany, he's got he's probably got to do something. That's true. And, that's true. I'll give him a pass, I guess. And yeah. I know it's been a slow episode, a, a short episode of the Slow Ride podcast, but it's All the right, 93rd wait. episode. One thing. Chris Horner's yeah. got a team, baby. He does. One more year. And, and, and One he more probably year. has lupus. That's why you he's know, on the team. This story broke on our Twitter uh, a few hours before any of the major cycling media got it. Um, and that was thanks to a, a reader tip. Um, so we really appreciate that. And that's the kind of, uh, you know, the kind of dedication our listeners have. And uh, that's, you know, more than we could ever ask for. So thanks for that. And yeah. you heard it here first, in your face, cycling news or wherever. Eat it, um, cycling news. Eat it. That's right. <laughs> Why don't you go caption some photos with the wrong schlecks? Bet you're doing it right now. fucking idiots and and with that we'd like to thank you for listening to the slow ride podcast your number one news source for gossip expertise and when and where to wave to your fellow cyclists you can download us on itunes and stitcher leave us a review emails at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com you can also tweet us at the slow ride pod and with that we'd like to thank you for listening Mm mm-hmm and uh-huh. we'd also we would. like to we would. we'd like to oh. apologize for Tim's microphone quality as he's still in the parking lot <laughs> outside of some shitty bar in Pensacola, Florida. Dude, Sluggos, I'm sure this microphone sounds amazing. It sounds oh, like yeah. you're in the parking lot of a place called Sluggos. That's what your microphone sounds like. <laughs>
So, I mean, if that's amazing. <laughs> yeah? All righty. And with that, we'll What see else you were you going to say? What else were you going to say? I was going to say, I was going to thank BK1 of Rhyme Standards Entertainment for his intro and outro music. Oh, yeah. We that's should a good do thing that. to do. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing to do. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds go get good. in sluggos and start slugging them back. The Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Championship Road Race. This is Liam from Podium Insight. It's Rasan Bahadi. I'm Alex Dowser, and normally I'm racing for Movie Star. Here I'm racing for Team GB. You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast.